And I'm not sure if Travis has his lights on. Do you have your lights on? Lights. Oh, that's on. on the other side. That's the windshield wipers. Windshield wipers. Lights on. Lights on. All right. We We're can back keep in going. Business. Back no in police cars so far. I have been driving much slower while I know. podcasting. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by our good friends over at Tortuga Backpacks. So whether you're flying, driving, taking a train, maybe you're on a tuk-tuk, no matter how you're traveling around the world, you need to make sure that you have the right travel gear. And for me, that means my Tortuga Backpack with me everywhere I go all over the world. So if you want to check out Tortuga Backpacks, head to tortugabackpacks.com. You can check out the three backpacks that they have there. And if you do pick one up, don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters that will get you 10% off your entire order. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 176. At $9.26 per gallon, Norway has the world's most expensive gas. Want to know the world's cheapest gas? You'll have to tune in to next episode. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who's holding the podcast recorder while also holding a laptop, while also serving as my navigator, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, everyone. And today, if the podcast sounds a little bit different than it normally does, that is because we are doing something a little bit different, something that is very apropos for today's recording. Episode. And that is we are recording a podcast about road trips while we are driving in the car. So I have to give a shout out real quick to my buddy, Matt Giovanisi, another podcaster who runs the podcast called Driven. And it's a new podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs and all types of cool people around the world. He had the idea to actually drive around with people in his car while recording this podcast, Driven. And that gave me the idea while we were on this road trip, Hev, why don't we knock out some work? Why don't we record some podcasts? Because usually we're just sitting here being bored anyway. Yeah, I mean, why not kill two birds with one stone? We had to drive to New Hampshire, so why not work while we're at it? So let's set the scene for people. We are driving home from a four-day trip up to New Hampshire, back to our house in Philadelphia. What are we in? We are in a Mini Cooper, which is a really fun car for a road trip, except that it's a little small. It's pretty cool. I have loved minis ever since they first came out. I've never been able to have a mini. And our friends, who we're really thankful for, actually, when we came home, we didn't have a car. They said, oh, we have this mini sitting around that we never use. Here, you can use it. It's a 2003, and it still has a ton of pep. So I am just loving this because I love this mini hat. I know, and you love driving manual, so you're just really having a good time on this trip. Yeah, this is a great, great car. We won't tell people what we had it up to earlier, but we are practicing safe driving now while we're recording. Again, eyes on the road, hands at 10 and 2 as we record this. And this will probably not be the only one that we're going to record on this road trip. We're looking, this is the first one we're going to record, to possibly do a road trip sessions where we do a few podcasts on road trips if I can talk Heather into it. We'll see how it goes. We have about four more hours left on this road trip. And for the rest... four? Well, according to the map, according wow. to the GPS, it's All only right. four hours. Now, we haven't stopped yet. I guess I was going pretty fast <laughs> in the first couple hours of this road trip. 
Yeah, we haven't stopped yet. We've been on the road a little over two hours. In typical fashion, I already have to use the bathroom. So I'm not sure how long I'm going to make it through this podcast before we have to swerve into a rest area. Yeah, you may hear some, I don't know how much of the background noise you're going to hear. Unfortunately, we can't have the windows down and things like that because you wouldn't be able to hear this podcast. It would just be a lot of air blowing in. But you might hear some road trip sounds. Maybe people will be honking at us. Hopefully you don't hear police siren pulling us over. We may make a few pit stops, things like that. But we are going today to give you our 16 best summer road trips. And some of these are ones that we have done all on my list. And like we usually do, we don't know each other's list beforehand. But all on my list are ones that I haven't done fully. So there have been parts of them that I've done before, but not like the whole thing. And so I think we're going to cover quite a bit of ground and quite a bit of geography on this list. And I believe as you requested that this is just in the U.S. It's a U.S. summer road trip series. Yeah, I mean, nothing better than road trips, I think, in the summer. There's very few things I like more than road trips in life. I love doing them in the summer. It just means total freedom to me. If you guys have heard my story before, the first time I really felt the taste of freedom of travel was when I took a road trip right after my senior year of high school down to Florida with my buddy to uh, help my sister move into college. That was the first time I really felt like this awesome pull of travel and seeing new things and things like that. So I have always had a soft spot in my heart for road trips. And Heth, you've done quite a few road trips in your day as well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I would road trip up to New Hampshire, which is where my family is from, up to the coast of Maine, things like that. Again, like when I graduated high school, one of the first things I did that summer was drive up to Maine with two of my best friends to hang out at the beach there. So yeah, I mean, you live in America, you have to road trip because it's a big country. And there's just so many cool road trips to do. So some of these we haven't done, like we mentioned, some of these we haven't done at all. We don't have any internet. We're not going to be looking stuff up. So if our geography is a little bit off or we're kind of talking in hypotheticals here of of things we'd like to see, that's what this is all about. Just kind of spurring on this notion of what do we want to do? What would some road trips be that we really, really want to take? We should say we are right now in Massachusetts on route, what is this? Route 84. Route 84. We will be passing into Connecticut. It's Interstate 84. Interstate 84. I guess I think there's a difference between routes and interstates, right? I have no idea. I don't know. You're the road trip guru. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, let's dive into this. No honorable mentions today because we have 16 different road trips. I thought of six before this trip started. And then Heather told me she had eight as I was driving this first part, so I had to up my game and come up with two more. I do have, like, two or three dishonorable mentions, though. Oh, boy. Trips that I've taken before that I would not highly recommend. (laughs) One of them between my house in suburban Philadelphia, where I grew up, and Heather's house in (laughs) Northeast PA, which is above Scranton, right below Binghamton, New York. Not the best road trip in the world. Two and a half hours. What don't you like about it, Trav? It's just a kind of boring drive up the northeast extension of Pennsylvania. You don't like the Poconos? What is it? It's not one of my favorite road trips. Another not favorite one of mine is going right across Route 80 in Pennsylvania between, you know, northern PA and then out to Pittsburgh. Not another one of my favorites. So, basically, you don't like road tripping in Pennsylvania. Well, see, that's the thing. Some of these road trips we're going to talk about, what we should mention is, you know, you can start anywhere on these. We're not going to give you specific start here and go to here, but it's more like go to this destination. So, you can really listen to these anywhere you are in the U.S. or even abroad, and you can take these pieces of advice. You can make your own road trips. I like Pennsylvania as a whole. Just some of the road trips that I've had to do in Pennsylvania, just within their confines, have been kind of boring, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the state that you live in, so you have to travel in it a lot. It's not always the most fun. Right. And I have to say, I don't think this will be any spoiler alert, but I don't think I have any road trip in Pennsylvania on my list. Yeah, I guess because we've done it. You know, some of yeah. these are like these really cool, they sound really cool to us because we have not done them before. So let's get into it. And we should mention this is for the summer. So things might change based on season. I specifically picked some of mine because of the summer weather in these areas. Oh, so, yeah. Mine are all based on summer. Yeah. A dishonorable mention that I was going to say. Uh, another uh, go, one? Going through the middle of Texas. I would not want to do that in the middle of summer. Yeah. That would stink. That would not be too much. All right. Have you I basically, I basically avoided the South altogether on this list. Not because, not because yeah. I don't like the South. I do. I love it. But I just think it's too hot there right now. So if I was going to do a road trip in the winter, maybe I would go south. 
Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Then that plays into it. It so plays into without it. further ado, <laughs> our without. top 16 road trips for the summer within the United States. We don't know each other's. So lead us off with your number eight. My number eight is very appropriate because as we sit here driving through Massachusetts, the sun is slowly setting, you know, to our right and it's beautiful. So my number eight isn't actually in Massachusetts, but it is in New Hampshire. So we were just up in New Hampshire. My parents recently moved back there. They grew up there and I was born there and they wanted to move back to be closer. But you weren't born in Maine like your brother who's considered a maniac. Very true. If you're born in Maine. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's funny. And he's pretty crazy. Okay, so we were just up in New Hampshire, and my parents recently moved back to a town called Meredith, which is right near Lake Winnipesaukee. So we did a lot of little road trips with them. That was the point of all of us going up there for Father's Day, and we went up to the White Mountains, and we went to Lake Winnipesaukee, and we went to the, for the very first time in my whole life, I went to this place called Castle in the Clouds, which is this old, it's not a castle, but it kind of looks like an old English manor up in the mountains, and you can see all the view of the lakes in that area, specifically Lake Winnipesaukee, and it was really beautiful. I think even Travis was impressed. Being super frugal, I was a bit bummed that we had to pay $16 a per to get in it seemed like a lot but it was very cool a state you wind up two miles of of hills through the forest and then you get to this awesome estate tudor style arts and crafts style i guess they called it absolutely stunning absolutely stunning yeah really beautiful gardens up there and so it's not just that but the whole area of the lakes region in new hampshire coming from pennsylvania where there are really disgusting lakes there's not really good water in pennsylvania to hang out at New Hampshire has beautiful, clean lakes, and the whole lakes region is just awesome. You can travel, you know, 15 minutes in any direction and go to a new beach, a beautiful lake. There's boating. There's water sports. Then you you drive like an hour north, and you're in the White Mountains, and there's some great hiking trails up there. And, I mean, it's no, like, Rockies or anything, but it's definitely, like, some legitimate, beautiful outdoor nature type stuff. So, to narrow it down, yeah, I put number eight, <laughs> number eight is road trip through New Hampshire, through the lakes region, into the White Mountains. Okay. I'm going to build on that for my number eight. My number eight, what's funny about these, I had a really hard time ordering these. I know oh, we say surprising. that a lot, but this was actually really difficult because all of these, to me, are, are so fun and so awesome. And they're all a road trip. So my number eight is... You know, if I was to start in our home outside of Philadelphia, would be to go all the way up the East Coast and end in Acadia National Park. So I've never been to Acadia National Park, so I have done this road trip, you know, up the East Coast, up to New Hampshire, up to Vermont before, even all the way going up into Canada. But I've never been to Acadia. The the furthest we went up in Maine was Portland, Maine. So if I was to do a road trip like this, you know, and it, what's great is with these road trips is you can really either do them quick or take your time. So if I was to say I, I'd go right up the East Coast, uh, you might want to avoid the George Washington Bridge, but you can go straight up 95. Rhode Island has some really, really pretty areas in it. You can go right up through there. Uh, it'd be really cool to go to Gloucester and some of those little towns on the water in Massachusetts. And then well, I think you meant Gloucester. Gloucester, Gloucester, however they say. <laughs> I'm not from there, obviously. And then you know, Plymouth, New Hampshire is a really pretty town. Then you get up into Maine, Kittery. Uh, yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's I'm not driving, from I'm here. driving. I got to do two things at once. Camp, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Then you get up into Kittery uh, where we're at, and York Beach where we have spent a lot of time and then just keep going up to Portland and then Acadia. Uh, it's just, New England's a really fun place. Yeah, we'll to touch more on this okay. later. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that is my number eight. I do want to say, guys, if you're listening to this, and, and you want to join in on the conversation, we'd love to have you guys tweeting at us, at Pack of Peanuts, or, or leaving comments in the show notes, of course, because there are so many cool road trips out there. There's a lot of stuff that we haven't done, especially ones we're going to talk about that we haven't done before. So give us some advice. We're, we're big road trippers, obviously. Yeah, and um, as you said, you've never been to Acadia National Park. I went as a teenager with my family, and it is stunning, well worth the long trek up there. Yeah, I love New England in the summer because it, it, it's kind of brisk at night, but it's really nice during the day, doesn't get too hot, 
we were just yeah. coming there and down at the from New Hampshire, you know. Yeah, we just spent the June, day so. at Lake Winnipesaukee, and it was 80 degrees, beautiful, sunny. The water was perfect temperature. Yeah, great yeah, time in time. the summer. Number seven, half. Okay, my number seven, let me just look at my list here. This is one that I have never done, and I basically, it's pretty broad. <laughs> okay. Which is the national parks out west. So oh. there are so many. Oh, we've got it. If you guys listen to this show a lot, you know Jason Moore, a buddy who co-hosts yeah. quite a bit and does these list shows with us sometimes. He's famous for just throwing everything <laughs> in. I mean, couldn't we just say across the United yeah, States? Across the Maybe US. you have that. I don't okay, know. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically narrow it down because right. one of my really good friends right now is on a road trip across America with her family, her husband, and four children. They rented an RV and they left from northeastern Pennsylvania. It's no mini. It's no mini. They left from northeastern Pennsylvania and they are driving out to Colorado and spending a few days there outside of Denver. And then they're going up into Utah. They're going to Moab, doing all that. And then up into the Badlands. So I guess that specific okay. little, I guess, trifecta, Colorado, Moab, Badlands, that would be really cool. I have never ever been to the southern part of Utah. I went to Salt Lake City once, you know, and I've never seen the Badlands. So, I mean, you've been to the Badlands, right? I have been to the Badlands. I road tripped when I was about 15 through there. I wasn't driving. I was with my uncle. It was only like a day or two, so we didn't get to see it too much, but went out to Waldrug, of course, that huge general. What is that? It's in South Dakota. It's this huge, massive it's like south of the border. If you guys haven't been there, you see a, a billion signs as you're driving through, and then you get there, and it's probably called itself the world's largest convenience store. Who knows? And they have free ice water. It's just like a big tourist trap. But pretty cool. Building on that, man, we're really in sync here. My number seven is just a Colorado road trip. And again, Jason came on when we did the Destination Diaries episode about Colorado, and if you're interested in more information about this, you should definitely listen to that episode. I can't remember the number of it, but it's the Destination Diary Colorado episode. He comes on and actually just gives a road trip from someone who has lived in Colorado for about 15 years, like he has, gives us a road trip that's an epic one, all staying in the confines of Colorado. So what's neat about Colorado in the summer, and we've been spending quite a bit of time out there, is a lot of people think of it, you know, for skiing, and rightfully so, but we spent last August and September out in Breckenridge, and those ski towns are really, really cool during the summer, and what we've been told by a lot of people in those ski towns is that they're just as popular now in the summer, if not more, than the winter because of all the stuff to do, hiking, downhill mountain biking, all types of cool, neat activities not to now. festivals, like a couple music festivals, bluegrass festivals, things like that, so... Yeah, I would just—I would really, really like to get out to Telluride specifically. They have an amazing bluegrass festival, and a lot of people tell me that's their favorite city in Colorado. So I would recreate the road trip that Jason gave us in the Destination Diary one, which basically takes you all throughout Colorado, seeing a lot of those national parks, seeing Telluride, yeah. and there's so many awesome breweries. So we are not telling people to drink and drive, of course, but hey, if you're going to stay somewhere, you know, park the car, go into a brewery, get a hotel room, that can make for a fun trip just bouncing between all the awesome breweries. Absolutely. All right, so that's your number that's seven. That's my number seven, okay. road trip through Colorado. Okay. My number six is a road trip, again, it's a little broad, I put the Pacific Northwest. So you okay. could start in Seattle if you wanted to. I have done this drive before, but I haven't done the coastal route. So basically my dream would be to go to Seattle, fly there, go to like Olympic National Park, hang out there for a few days, and then drive down to Portland, spend some time in Portland, and do the coast there. Because we did that last summer, just a short part of it, the, the Oregon coast. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. You can camp there. You can stay in a hotel, whatever. The water's a little cold, so it's not my favorite part about it because it's kind of that impossible to swim. That is the one downside, I think, about the Pacific Coast, right? That eye is... Yeah. The water never gets cold enough to swim without a wetsuit. Never gets warm enough, you mean. Warm enough. Yeah, so... But it's really beautiful, and the, the scenery is stunning, and the coastline is really beautiful. There's lots of rock formations, and there's breweries, and there's food, not to mention Travis's favorite donut in the world... In yeah. Astoria. In Astoria, Oregon. Oregon. Also home to a very neat 
national historic landmark of the Goonies, America, the Goonie House. The Goonie House. Really fun to see. So basically you have two great cities, Seattle and Portland, and you have Post in between them, and I think that's a great road trip. I am going to one-up you. We are right in sync here. This is crazy. <laughs> My number six is the Pacific Northwest as well, but what I would do is start in Portland. Okay. Go up the coast from Portland. Actually, you could even start lower. Yeah. We've never been to Bend or Eugene or anything like that. But you could start southern Oregon. Work your way up to Portland. You know, Tillamook and all those cool yeah. areas along the coast. The uh, wine Pacific, country. Yeah, the Willamette oh, Valley. Yeah. Pacific City, I believe it's called. Where they have an, a huge, huge sand dune that's really fun to run up and down. Yeah. Keep going up. Get to Seattle. Seattle, eh, not my favorite city, but what's neat is there's so much cool stuff around there, like you said, Olympia yep. National Park. And then, gonna throw you for a little loop, uh -oh. keep going. What? Take a ferry onto Vancouver Island. What? Go up into Victoria. But that's in Canada. Hey, it's in Canada. I'm bending the rules here. It's our show. We can do what we want. Go up into Canada. Victoria is a beautiful city on Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island itself is really neat rent some kayaks, go out on the ocean there. You can see some seals, maybe even some whales. And then you could head over, of course, if you wanted to, to then like go over into Vancouver itself. But even without visiting Vancouver or Seattle, like if you just stayed right along the coast, it's an awesome road trip. That, so that's my you know what? That sounds like a really cool road trip. Why don't we do that in August? Well, we may, we may <laughs> be doing that in August. You're right. I hope we can. That sounds awesome. All right. You're number five. My number five, really, we don't have to touch very long on because I have it listed as the Colorado Loop via Jason Moore. So, oh, really? yeah, I have that one on there as my you number gotta five. You got to cut in next time then and say well, you got it. Well, I know right. I had it, but it was I was between a number. It wasn't my next number, so okay. I couldn't really, you know, All I right. could have switched it up. But. Gotcha. The Colorado Loop. All right. Yeah. So check that out. Destination Diaries, Colorado. Jason described it much better than us. He knows it much better than us. But yeah, we haven't even when we done it, much And there's of actually it. a map on the show notes of that show. So if you go online, you can find the show notes for that show at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Find Destination Diary of Colorado. Tiffany, one of our great colleagues at EPOP, actually put together a map. I think she did it. Maybe Jason did it. They put together a map with all the kind of the highlighted points on there. So you can just take that and roll with it. And that's what we're going to do when we do the road trip ourselves. My number five, the Pacific Coast Highway. Why this isn't <laughs> higher is simply because you could kind of do it any time of the year and yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, true. Um, this is the only one that we've done, but we haven't done it fully. We started in San Francisco, San Francisco and we went down past Monterey and down to Paso Robles, but we've never gone all the way down to LA or even further down San Diego. So it was an absolutely stunning drive. We should mention that we have done a road trips episode before. And again, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods or if you're on iTunes or anything, you can find it. And I think it's just called the 10 greatest road trips. And it was road trips that we've actually done. But this was yes. all over the world. Yeah, all over the world. And Pacific Coast Highway is right up there with some of our other favorites. We won't ruin it by telling you what those are. Well, I will tell you this, that it was so... Amazing that it's it's my number two on this list. Okay, so there so, we go. There so it's we your go. Number two. It's my number two. All right, so, so we'll wait to yeah. we can we'll, we'll let you touch on that a little bit as we go on the Pacific Coast Highway. Gorgeous. I mean, there's a reason that people fly out there just to take that as a trip in and of itself because it's so worth it. Yeah, it's it's just one of the best trips that you can do in America, I think. I was thinking that you'd have it higher on your list. Yeah. There's going to be some overlap yeah, here. There's gonna be some Although overlap. I definitely think that my number one and number two, I would be super stunned if you had either of these on your list. I probably don't because I'm about to throw you for a loop. Number four? My number four is the drive between... Banff, Alberta. Banff? Banff! Who would go to Banff? And Vancouver, British Columbia, which is a hike, okay? So we actually... Not in America. Not in America. Not in the U.S., let me say that. Uh, Canadians not in the U.S., sorry. might get upset when I say not in America. It's I mean, in North not America. Not in the United States Not in the United States, but we uh, love our neighbors. You rules here on the podcast. We love our neighbors to the north, and we have a lot of amazing Canadian friends, and a couple summers ago, we went up, we had friends who lived in Edmonton, and we went to Banff, which Travis said he would never go to, which is we, another story in and of itself. We can tell this story. I think it's pretty okay. funny. We the story is pretty funny. We were in Japan. When we, we were, lived in Japan. When we lived in Japan, we were there, and 
for some reason, I, well, I ingested a, a little bit of alcohol and um, a lot of it was feeling pretty good this specific night. And we were up playing cards with our friends, and there's probably like ten of us. It was three a.m., two a.m., whatever. And we're talking, and for some reason, and to this day, I have no idea why, but I just started talking about how much I hated Banff and how I would never go to and, Banff. And we don't know why. But and I've never, I had never been to Banff. I had heard of it, obviously. Yeah. Well, our friends Courtney and Caleb, who we talk about a lot, are from Canada, and they lived in Edmonton at the time. That's who we went to visit. And they always said, when while we were living in Japan, you have to come and visit us and go to Banff. Everybody loves Banff. And Travis was just like, I'm not going to Banff. And just in this, like, I was in a total tirade, you know, belligerent. And for some reason, he was just really mad at Courtney and myself. No one else in the room. He was like, I'm definitely not going to Banff. And I'm definitely not going with Heather and Courtney. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my thing was against Banff. I then did go back on my word and went to Banff. It is gorgeous. That road trip is amazing i mean just absolutely gorgeous again we talk about it on that other road trips episode but you threw us for a loop by bringing up yeah. canada we well, got to figure out just, where are we going here 84 just stay on 84 stay you're on, on 84 80. for like a lot of hours staying on 84 that's why we decided to do the podcast now so anyway the the drive between banff specifically and vancouver and just that specifically because it's a very long drive. It took us, what, 12 hours? Yeah, 12 to 14 hours, something like but that. But this is the thing that I would do, which we didn't do on this trip. But I would drive through, like, the national park. And then I would stop. Once you get into British Columbia, there's, like, a wine region there, which we didn't have time to stop in because we just, like, drove straight through. But I would stop and I would spend the night and I would visit some of the wineries. And then there's also a couple lakes through that region as well that look really stunning and we've heard are really popular you know to rent, rent a houseboat or yeah, something and just you like rent houseboats for two or three days yeah, and you just, just hang, hang out, out on this there. boat on a lake and then sounds cool to me continue the drive into vancouver because the countryside up there was just and is so stunning it's so beautiful we had a great time and i would recommend doing this with friends because it made the road trip the really long drive so much fun. We have so many cool stories from that trip. Some of the best scenery we've ever, ever seen. And we had a Japanese friend with us, um, Yasu, and he had never been to this area. Neither had we. But he was sitting with his face plastered against the window. When he was in the car, we had two cars. One without air conditioning, one with air conditioning. And he was, and when it was out without air conditioning, he just had his head out the window. And he looked like a dog just like seeing the most beautiful thing ever it's what well, i was blown away by how beautiful that drive was we knew banff and we knew jasper were going to be awesome national parks well i knew it after i gave up on the fact that i was going to go to banff and the icefields parkway was really neat but we Whoa. didn't know that the drive then to all the way through british columbia was that beautiful yeah. well and okay this is kind of going to ruin it but my next one i'm just totally skipping yours a Wait, little bit i get to go to my number four no no no, no because you already said like i said specifically just the drive from banff into british columbia my next one was like the rocky mountain national park up in alberta which you just oh, talked geez. about, so you All ruined right. it. I don't know what to oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Let's go into your number three then. Okay, the- my number three, which is the Rocky National Park in Canada, not the one in Colorado. Although that one's awesome too, but we already mentioned the Colorado trip. This one, doing the lakes there, Lake Louise and Moraine Lake and all of that, seeing the glaciers, that was really amazing. Amazing, I, amazing. I guess I just didn't expect you to put two I know. Canadian okay. ones hey. on your list when we're only supposed to put zero Canadian hey, ones pal, on the list. You already broke that rule. All right, I'll go into my number four. We'll back it up a back little up. bit. My number four is going then the opposite way from the way that we went, like we said, going up from Philadelphia straight up into New England, going the opposite way and going down and using Savannah, Georgia as your end point. Now, Ooh, during the summer, hot. yeah, it's gonna start getting hot. So this is a this is an early summer, right? If you wanna if you wanna get a taste of summer before it's summer, okay. And you live in the Northeast, take a road trip down to Savannah, Georgia. Obviously, you could just bust your butt down 95 um, if you didn't have a lot of time, and that's I've done that. I. I've probably driven up and down 95 to Florida at least 20 times in my life. So I've done it quite a bit. It's it's not bad. I mean, it's quick. But if you had time, what I'd really suggest 
is taking some of the coastal routes, seeing some of the beautiful things in North Carolina on your way down, you know, stopping at the beaches there, uh, Kitty yeah. Hawk, some of the outer banks, the islands there. I mean, you could that could be an, uh, its own trip in and of itself. But work your way down, and there's so many cool places to go on the way there. And then something that we haven't done, though, and this is why I haven't done this road trip fully, I've never made it to Charleston because Charleston uh, has always yeah. been pretty far off of 95. So I would definitely hit up Charleston on your way, take a few days, spend some time in Charleston, South Carolina. I've never been there. Heard it's very much like Savannah. I think there's a little bit of a rivalry, right, of which one's better, Savannah or Charleston. If Savannah, if Charleston is half as cool as Savannah, then I'm there because Savannah, one of my favorite cities Savannah. in America. And also in Savannah, they have like the islands right off the coast there too that would be cool to visit, which we've never done either. And I'm telling you what, I definitely would have had this on my list, but in my mind, I was thinking it's too hot in the summer for this trip. But like you said, if you did it early summer or late summer, like into, you know, August into September, that would be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You could, you could get an early summer in there. All right, so I'm looking at my list. I actually miscounted. Oh. I only had seven this whole time. Oh, well, good. Good thing I skipped ahead to my number three. Good thing you skipped ahead to your number three, but that means that I only now have... have two and one. I have... I have... Let me count here. I'm trying to drive and count. Oh, I have... this is dangerous. Two left. Two okay, left. Two so left. I don't have a number three, but there was, of course, one that I thought would be pretty neat that I didn't put on here at all. Okay, okay. Course. And that was going to involve actually going through the Southwest. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I'm not saying summer would be the best time, but I've never been there, and I always thought it would be really, really neat to go through the Southwest, hit up Phoenix, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, areas like that, because I never have been through the Southwest. So well, and summer, it's a drier heat. It is a drier heat. Right? Summer would not be my favorite time, so this would not be my real number three. This might be at the end of the list here if I had to do this in summer. But I definitely think that would be a pretty drive. And I want to throw one more in here that we're not going to touch on. Going down through, like, West Virginia and Virginia into Appalachia, that's a great thing to do during the summer, too, because it stays cool if you're up in some elevation. And uh, just uh, talk about some stunning scenery as well. Some really nice stuff in the fall, too. So I just gave you two extra ones there because oh, I miscounted. Yeah. yeah, you miscounted. I'm trying to drive, and I read my list that said five. I thought that was a number six, but yeah. it was only five. Oh, no worries. No worries. All right, we so are... we're into our top two, and these two I'm really excited about because I haven't done either of them. One is very, very feasible that we could do almost, well, we couldn't because we're going to Switzerland right now, but we could probably do in August. Okay. So I'm interested. You, let's get into your top two. Okay, well, my top two, as I mentioned when you were talking about it, my number two is the PCH. So we kind of already mentioned it. We don't have to get into it that much more. Well, what did you love about the PCH? Well, I don't know. I wasn't so surprised that it was that beautiful, but I was a little surprised it was that. You know what well, I mean? Well, after like, I we was... had done the Great Ocean Road, I think we had heard a lot of people compare the PCH to the Great Ocean Road in, in Australia. Right. And the PCH, if you don't know, we should say Pacific Coast Highway, Route 1, down the coast of California right. from basically San Francisco down to L.A. Right. We had heard about the Great Ocean Road. We had, we did it, and we had a lot of people comparing PCH. I honestly didn't think the PCH was going to live up to the Great Ocean no, Road. No, I didn't think cool so either. Yeah, I mean, it's Australia. You know, it's different types of beaches and things like that. But the PCH was so beautiful, and I loved Big Sur because it, it's a different type of scenery there. Like, with the kind of has a, a lot of evergreen trees, but then it's these cliffs, and it's the ocean, and they have really cool bridges that you can stop and take all these pictures. I mean, I we stopped so many times, it took us forever to go, like, 100 miles. It was just a really amazing trip. And the smells that were on there, too, like the flowers mixed with the, the just, like, the natural wildflowers mixed with the salt from the ocean coming up at you. It was... Some really cool places to really stay, cool. like yeah. lighthouses that yep. have been converted into hostels or B&Bs. Just, oh, man. PCH, yeah, if you're going to take a road trip, yeah. that should be right up there. If you can get out to California, yeah. you can do it easily. And we did it in January, and it right. was amazing. So if you did it in the summer, and you could actually, like, swim, you know, stop off and take a swim somewhere, and it, it would be even better. Yeah, rent a convertible. No kidding. Maybe a yeah. motorcycle if you're really daring. Talk about wind in your hair. I think yeah. that's definitely one of the best places you could do. All right, my number, both of my ones, and one and two, were really hard to pick between because I haven't done either. Uh, I have high hopes for both, and I would not want to be near any of these areas during the winter 
whatsoever. So that makes them the perfect summertime road trip. So I think what I'll do is I'll go with the one that I know less about as my number two. And again, this is like 1A and 1B to me. So what I would do for this road trip, and this would be a pretty big road trip, I would probably fly into Detroit or drive out to Detroit. What? And I would love to do a road trip around Michigan, Wisconsin, and into Minnesota. So it would look something like this. You know, I, I'd like to see Detroit in itself. And this would be cool to do during the summer because you could hit up a lot of baseball games as well. So you could fly into Detroit. You could okay. watch a Tigers game at Tiger Stadium. Obviously, you could go then around to Chicago, which... Surprise, surprise. We've never been. Neither Heather nor I have been to Chicago before. It's crazy. I we have to go. have no desire to be anywhere close to that, as I was saying, in the winter. But would love to go to Chicago in the summer. You could go to a Cubs game. You could go to a White Sox game. You could then go up around the lakes. I'd love to get up then. Wait, can I interject? Is this the trip that you said would be feasible for us to do this summer? No, it's a, no. Oh, it's okay. Because that doesn't sound very no, feasible not. to me. I mean, you could go up. I'd love to go to Green Bay just because I'd like to see Lambeau Field. Obviously, there'd be no football at, being played at that point. But I'd love to see Lambeau Field, see the town, because I've always had images of my mind of what like Green Bay was like. So that would be really neat. Um, I've heard Minneapolis is an awesome city, as well as Madison. Wisconsin. Everyone okay. raves about Madison, Wisconsin. So we haven't been yeah, to any of these. To any of those states. No. They haven't even been close to them. And I would top it all off. Okay. Then by going into the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay. Which I have a few good friends who have been there, and one who actually lives there. When I was in grad school, my friend Kate lived up there. She lived in Houghton, Michigan, which I didn't even know existed. I looked on a map and I thought, how do people survive up there? But she swears that in the summer, it's the best place in the world to be. And Kid Rock also has that song. I forget what it's it's called. Where he says, summertime in northern Michigan. I won't hurt your ears too much with my singing. But if Kid Rock likes it up there, come on. So I'd love to get in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So do that kind of loop. Sweet summer, I think it's called. Sweet summer, all right. Long sweet summer, maybe. You guys know what I'm talking about. So that would be a super fun loop because I haven't been to any of those cities and I just hear great things about not so much Detroit, but Minneapolis, Chicago, obviously Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. um, and then the Upper Peninsula. That would be a cool trip. It would take a lot of planning, and we just don't have time. And we know summer, nothing but, about it. Yeah, it so would if be you guys really cool. know about it, leave it in the show notes. If you live there, let us know. We I literally know nothing about it, but have always been intrigued by that region. So tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Leave it in the show notes. Give us some suggestions. And just to keep it real here, I'm going to go off topic and say it's getting to be dusk. And I'm not sure if Travis has his lights on. Do you have your lights on? Lights? Oh, that's on, on the other side. That's the windshield wipers. Windshield wipers. Lights on! Lights on! All right. We We're can back keep in going. Business. Back no in police cars so far. I have been driving much slower while I know. podcasting. <laughs> I think We're I... keeping it at an even 70 on like a super highway. Yeah, but... My brain's a little frazzled here. It's hard for me to do two things at once normally. Yeah, so. I'm just glad I'm not driving because I can drive a manual not as well as Travis. And on the way up here, when we had to keep stopping at all of these tolls because we lost our easy pass and we had to actually pay i was having trouble shifting rolling down the window shifting again getting in the right lane so it's much better that travis that, is driving that was one of the things we forgot to mention when we set the scene how mad we were that we left our easy pass oh. at home i we're gonna probably teaser alert do a podcast about the essential things to bring on a road trip uh, i think the easy pass has to be right up there number one because stopping at toll booths oh no way we haven't done that in like seven years it's the worst Number one, drum roll. Number one. I alluded to this earlier, and Travis kind of stole my thunder by basically saying, take a road trip up the entire New England coast, which is like so long and way too broad. You can't go to Rhode Island. You said all the national parks. Okay, and then I narrowed it down. All right, fair enough. So basically what I had was kind of a a triple stop and I didn't include Acadia to my list because I I should have I suppose but it is really far up there but what I was picturing with my number one road trip is one I've actually done many times and which I love would be to you could start anywhere but basically make sure that you would hit up Boston Cape Cod maybe make it out to the islands like Nantucket Martha's Vineyard I will say 
pro tip, if you are going to go out to Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket, yeah. it's much cheaper if you need a car. And we did it without car, so yeah. I would suggest doing it without a car if you can. To bring your car on the ferry than to rent a car on the island because it is so expensive. It's we so looked expensive. into it for a day. Oh, it was like something like a hundred dollars a day to or rent a more. car. I think it was more than it might have been. It was ridiculous. The scooter renters or rentals are ridiculous. So if you have a car and you need one, it, it seemed a little expensive to bring it onto the ferry, but it's worth it. We just had bikes, and we you had can bikes. get around Martha's Vineyard. It's pretty big to get it around. It is by big, bike. and they have a bus system there that works. Martha's Vineyard would be way cool to have a car on. So that's why if you were going to go to an island, I would take your car. And it is a road trip after all. It just. We biked all the way across the island. Yeah, and it, it was fun. So, Nantucket, maybe you don't need the car for. You could just take the ferry there for the day even. Have you um, ever gone all the way out to the end of the Cape? Because I haven't. I've only ever gone as far as Hyannis, you know, where the port is to take the ferries over to Cape Cod. I might have to, went, uh, yeah, to, I might have when I was a kid, but not that I can really remember. So, basically, you know, hit up Boston, hit up some of those towns... Maybe go to Cape Cod, go to the islands for a night or something like that. And then work your way up to... A night? Well, That's a couple a quick trip. nights. A couple no. nights. A couple nights. A couple nights would be great. Depends on how much time you have, Trav. Another pro tip? Can what? Can squeeze, squeeze this what? in? If you are going to Nantucket and Martha, or Martha's Vineyard, it's obviously prohibitively expensive for hotels. But if you book early... You can stay at the hostels. There is a, one hostel on Martha's Vineyard. There is one on Nantucket. Now, they're a little rustic for Very sure. Very rustic. The one on Martha's Vineyard is like being at summer camp. It's a summer camp. But if you have a family, it's kind of a cool vibe to stay there. A lot we, of people cooking. Yeah, we stayed there and actually a lot of European families were there. Yeah. Staying there with their kids because I just feel like they're more open to doing unusual stays at places like hostels. Whereas Americans are kind of like, oh... I'm not going to stay not, at a hostel with my family. I can't family. bring my kids in a hostel. Yeah. We need three bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, it's totally cool. It's fun and it's really inexpensive. So the hostel in Nantucket. The hostel in Nantucket is one of the coolest we've ever stayed in. Well, okay, the building was cool. The actual sleeping quarters was not my favorite. Well, they're split guys and girls. They're split guys and girls, Something and we didn't literally know time. there was a summer camp of girls there in the girls' dorm. There is a private um, room that you can rent there, but you have to book it so far in advance because they only have one and it books up super early. You have to book the whole, both of these book up super early yeah. too, like almost a year in advance because they're the only cheap they're accommodations, only cheap 30 options. bucks a night versus I think the cheapest hotels we saw were like at least 200 bucks. Yeah, and I don't think there are camping options I that I know, know of, of, that I know of. But anyway, we're getting off topic here. But the one in Nantucket was the old lifeguard station. Yeah. And so right next to it are houses that are being rented for $20,000 a week. That's right. $20,000 a week. A week. And you have this huge, rambling, awesome wooden lifeguard station. The beach is right there. It's an incredible location. It's an incredible building. And, and yes, you can also rent it out, the whole thing, for weddings. Sure. That would be... Which we is actually really tried cool. to talk Heather's sister into doing it when she was going to get married. And I'm going to try to talk her into it when she's going to get married again, hopefully. <laughs> she never got married right, for the right, first time. Right. Okay. So let's move on. So do the do the whole Mass Coast thing. Then work your way up. Stop in Portsmouth, New Hampshire because there's some really cool breweries there. What's the main one there that's, that's famous? Money Nose. Money Nose. And the Portsmouth Brewery, Brewery Company. Company. That's really good. And then you can slowly work your way up just like the southern coast of Maine. Because you've got all these beaches. You can start at York, which is where my family this always goes to. This is what Heather knows well because yeah. she's you been going there for 25 My whole years. life. So you start at York. You can go up to Ogunquit. You can go to Wells. You can get to Kenny Bunkport, which is, you know, where, where the, the bushes, bushes have their you know. But it's just, it's beautiful. It's like classic American beach towns with all these beautiful colonial houses it's just so quintessentially new england and the rocky coast and i'm telling you what travis used to complain about how cold the water was until he went to the oregon coast where he could it was unswimmable <laughs> yeah. so i don't need to hear it anymore about how you can't and how it's too cold in maine because at least you can swim there even if it's a little chilly i do swim heather does not yeah, i do that's too. the one downside to that coast is that it is pretty cold in the water even in the dead of august well if it's you know it goes through times where it warms up and it's comfortable and if it's hot enough 
whatever we make it work but the, it's so beautiful and the vibe there is really cool and traditional and then you can after you get up through those beach towns you can make it up to Portland which is such a cool city it's like one of the top cities to live in in America right now it's small it is yeah okay Since people okay. haven't okay. been there in the winter probably okay I, maybe I was reading like the top five hipster cities in America. That might be more like it. And it was on that list. So if you're a hipster, you like beer, you like good food, you I like good say gelato. That Portland, Maine is like a mini Portland, Oregon. They're very similar in their. They mind. are similar, except this one is like on the coast. There's a beautiful headlight there, a lighthouse, the Portland headlight. It's just a, it's a great city. So I kind of made my trip stop there. But if you wanted to drive like five extra hours, you could go up to Katy. Oh, National that's Park. how far it is, I, huh? At four, maybe. Yeah, it's you don't realize far. how big Maine, Maine is, is how long it is. Maine is a huge state. That's so, that's a fun road trip. That's my number one because I love New England, and I had to be it had to be my number one. There, okay, I a great road trip in its own right. That and would, Portland, I mean, all the breweries. You've got so many breweries I, up in Maine. I am not, I'm not fighting with you on that road trip at all. I would have loved to keep going on this road trip past New Hampshire up into Portland, Maine again. Uh, we just didn't have time, so that's yeah. why we're driving home back to Philly. My number one, totally okay. feasible for us. I cannot believe I've never done this. That's I really so, cannot believe I've I'm never intrigued. done it. I'm intrigued. I'm so, intrigued. I told you that going up the Northeast Extension to, like, Northeast PA and then Binghamton, New York, I hated. Yes. Uh, from Philadelphia. But if you keep going, this would be an incredible road trip. One, Ithaca, New York. Okay. One of my favorite cities in America. I spent a year there at grad school. Awful in the winter. Very pretty in the fall. Absolutely gorgeous in the summer oh and fall. So Ithaca is gorgeous. Such a cool town in its own right. So you start in Ithaca or you make your way up to Ithaca. You have the Finger Lakes right there. So you got on boats. Um, it's just during the summer, that area comes alive because so many people are so sick of the awful winter that they come out. Obviously, it's a college town with Cornell and Ithaca College right there. So people are just out and about. There's some incredible restaurants there. Very good food. Uh, Ithaca Stat. More restaurants per capita in Ithaca, New York than New York City. Wow. So really good food. And like we said, you can you can hike along all the gorges. Uh, they I have would, a wine region now, which yep. is like more legitimate. Mostly white wine, but getting much better. Yeah, and when we were in Napa, actually, they said we hadn't been to Ithaca in like five years. And they said that the wine is getting to be like very more like... I don't know how to describe it, I guess. Kind of more cultured, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, more not like renowned. Sweet, not like the sweet wine that it used right, to be. Right, it used to be really sweet. So we've done winery tours up on the lake there. So what I would do is I would spend a few days in Ithaca, you know, spend one or two of those going on the lake, maybe renting a boat, whatever. It's just, it's fantastic during the summer. Then I would make my way over to Cooperstown, New York. A huge sports yeah, fan. You've never been there. Never, ever been to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Don't know why. Don't know Even how. Even I've been there. No. I went on a school field oh trip. Oh, my gosh. When I was in high school. I just lost all my credibility now <laughs> of saying I'm a sports fan. Wow. I can't believe that. I've been yeah. to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Does I that mean, count? I mean, no. But yeah. So, I would love to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, Cooperstown. There's a brewery there, Oma Gang, which is apparently pretty good. I don't love their beer, but everyone says that the brewery is kind of cool. And then I would continue on to Saratoga Springs, another place I've never been my grad school roommate at Ithaca, when we were living in Ithaca, would go to Saratoga every year. He claims that it's his favorite place in the world in the summer. So the Travers, which is sometimes I think unofficially called the fourth leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, you know, you have the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, the Preakness. The Travers, which is in late August, he says is one of his favorite events in the world. So I would head over to Saratoga during that time when the weather's beautiful, when people are out. Because upstate New York is really cool when the weather's nice because it's not as humid as, you know, just four or five hours south. And, um, yeah, I would love... That's a very feasible road trip. If you guys have suggestions on what else to throw in there, I just looked at a map and was like, yeah, Ithaca, Cooperstown, Saratoga. You could make a beeline right across. Very cool. Um, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Upstate New York, I didn't think that'd be my number one yeah, road trip. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like it's because you haven't done it. That's why it's your number one. And, you know, what's interesting to me is your top two are very sports-centered. So I feel if 
a theme coming on that maybe we don't do enough sports events when we travel, which I, is true. I mean, I think you kind of get the short end of the stick on that because I think we spend more times in mall and okay. shopping malls than that we do is at true. sporting events. That so is not true. I am getting the short end of the stick. I didn't think of them really as sports centric, but you're right. And um, they both are cold places. You know, have long winters. So during the summer, I want to get there during the summer when yeah. stuff is really popping. Yeah, and you know what? Baseball games are such a fun pastime for the summer. We love it. We go to the Phillies all the time. And I mean, I'm not a sports fanatic like you, but I will love a good fun baseball game because just like the crowd is fun and yeah. you know, it's it's, it's summer. Cool. It's summer. It's the summer, summer road sport. trips. Summer. All so right. there we have. We we've gone from the sun being out to the sun setting, and now it's dusk. As we are still making our way, have we passed into Connecticut yet? We've been in Connecticut for ages. Oh. We started this and we were kind of uh, going through Hartford and that's where you were like... Oh, we were in Hartford. Okay. Yeah, we were in Hartford. You guys can see how uh, close I'm paying attention Yeah, here. yeah. Eyes that's on the road. That's okay. I've been paying attention. Hands at 10 and 2. Thank you guys for joining us. Those are our top 16 road trips, U.S. road trips for the summer with a few bits of Canada thrown in by both of us. So we won't hold Smalls too accountable for that. If you guys want to get the show notes, we will link these up in the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, P-O-D-S. You can also find anything that we mentioned in there as well, but also the podcast episodes that we did mention. If you do want more listening, we did one of our top, I believe it was top 10 road trips. These were ones that we had actually gone on. You can find that on iTunes. You can find that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. And also, if you're interested in the Colorado one, as we both mentioned, Jason from Zero to Travel does a fantastic job giving, like, really breaking down a super detailed, great Colorado road trip. So look for the Destination Diaries Colorado episode there. And again, guys, you can get that on iTunes, you can get that on Stitcher, and you can get it at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Heth, we've got to give a shout-out to our boys over at Tortuga Backpacks. We're the sponsor of today's show. If you're looking for a travel backpack, head to tortugabackpacks.com. Check out what they've got there. And don't forget to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. You will get 10% off your entire order. Anything else you want to tell these guys? Um, Nothing else except that now that it's been 45 minutes almost. Oh, 51 actually. I really need a rest area. Oh, yeah. So get in your car. <laughs> head out on the open road. That's what America was made for. If you've got a mini, love ya. Mini love here. We're driving our 2003, not our 2003, our friend's 2003 mini S. This thing is great. Heth, I think this is the nicest car I've ever had, and I say that we don't have it, it's not ours, but <laughs> it's interesting, we, we haven't really ever had super nice cars, because we've always had like hand-me-downs and second, you know, second-hand cars and used cars, so it's pretty cool to drive one that, that's got some pep to it. Yeah, it's a nice car. Alright, so I'm going to find Heather a bathroom, hopefully we will, you guys will tune into the rest of our Road Trip Sessions podcast. So until next time, send them off, yeah? Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris and all that.